Look out, Sally Lucas, our travel guide is here. And uh, Sally, it looks like a little bit of European fare today. A little later on, you'll be heading to the north of France. But first... A trip to the land of chocolate. Yes, it's well, one of the lands of chocolate. And I think when I was a young girl, I remember it was the way it was described, like the picture on the chocolate box was mm. the scenery. And, and Switzerland was always the first country I ever wanted to visit. Is that right? Was yeah. it, Probably wasn't the first you got to, though. Uh, not far off. Not far off. So as far you... as Europe's concerned, okay. anyway. It wasn't the first country. I think New Zealand was the first country I actually got to. Yeah, it's the closest. Yeah, but... Close. Um, yeah, no, it is really. I mean, well, probably New Caledonia is a little bit closer, but uh, and Vanuatu, but no. But Switzerland, as far as Europe was concerned, it wasn't like I had to go to the mother country to the UK. It was no, I wanted to go to Switzerland, and I haven't talked about Switzerland for a long time. And it is such a delightful country, and and it is the most beautiful scenery. I mean, as you can imagine, Mark, if you mm-hmm. haven't been there, that you know you see enough films and etc that is used switzerland as a backdrop with the wonderful mountains you know snow capped the wonderful lakes the rivers the you know the way you can travel around it and it is everything in switzerland runs like clockwork yeah, so if the it. train leaves at 1701 it leaves at 1701 that sounds like my kind of place so i don't like things not being bang on you time you would love it yeah. you would love it and of course it it's beautiful it's pristine and there's lots of lovely towns and that you can visit there. And a lovely way to get around Switzerland is by rail. You can do coach tours. You can hire a car, of course. I just think rail's lovely. You sit back and relax and you watch the world go by. And you, you're sort of travelling between city to city. So you're not going through airports. You're not having to deal with tolls. You're not having to worry about anything. But it's up to the individual. You can do it any way you wish. I mean, Zurich, of course, everyone knows Zurich. It's one of the more famous cities, and it's where about most of your flights go into Zurich, your international flights. And it's situated on the shores of Lake Zurich. And, of course, it, again, is, it's got wonderful um, architecture, impressive museums, as well as having the beautiful lake for you to get on. And from there, you've got lovely hilltop escapes you can reach as well. Um, Zermatt, of course, is probably renowned as one of the famous destinations in Switzerland because of it being such a fantastic ski resort. And um, you've got the Matterhorn, of course, which towers over Zermatt. So it's quite a stunning, stunning town. Um, And there's lots of other peaks around there which you can go to, including the highest summit in Switzerland. So you can do lots of lovely stuff there. It's just stunning scenery. St Moritz for the rich and famous, of course. So you can go to St. Maurice with all its luxury and modern alpine glory. So it's located at the upper Engadine Valley. And during the winter season, if I've just mentioned, like people from all over the world fly to St. Moritz, you know, to its premier facilities. But it has got challenges in its amazing terrain as well. But throughout the summer, it's also captivating because you've got views of lakes, St. Moritz, etc. So everywhere you go in Switzerland, you've got some of these beautiful outlooks. And then you've got Montreux and Lausanne. Now, Montreux is famous because they have these wonderful jazz festivals there. It's famous for, for, for jazz. Sure is. Yeah. So, I mean, that, and they're sort of almost neighbouring cities, those two. And a lot of music and literature is in those two cities as well. I mean, Lausanne is probably best known as the Olympic capital of the world, as it, as it has been. Um, and then you've got medieval structures there as well, like they've got the, the Cathedral of Lausanne, of Notre Dame, etc. You've got cobblestone streets, and of course, you've just got this wonderful landscape of you're visiting as well. Lucerne, I loved Lucerne. I thought it was a really quaint, lovely town. Um, yeah, it's, it's very charming and 
you've got the famous wooden bridge which you, you cross, which is lovely, which is quite ancient and quite historic. So that's lovely as well. Jungfrau, that another wonderful summit in, in Switzerland, the Eiger, of course, you know, we all remember the Eiger, and they overlook, you know, the most spectacular scenery. And there's these falls that I can remember going to called the Trummelbach Falls, and they're still being formed. So you're going inside these caves with this roaring water still coming down through them because it's a live, a live cave, which I think is entrancing as well. Interlaken, a gorgeous place that you can visit. Geneva. And of course, Bern, which is the capital. So you know, it's got a lot of places for you to visit and take in. So it's a small, little, compact country, but it's mm. got a lot to offer. Yeah, the good thing about uh, an areas like that, Sally, is if you, if yes, all the skiing resorts and all of that. Mm. But if you're not a, into sort of the yeah. cold stuff, when the snow clears, it's still fantastically beautiful. It is, and you can do these wonderful, yeah, gondola rides to the top of the mountain and just experience this exquisite scenery. You don't have to be into skiing to enjoy the 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 scenery and the outlook. That know. is something you don't think of. With we, you don't put gondola and Switzerland meddling anyway into the same sentence. But it's a thing. <laughs> I was waiting for you though. I'm so glad mm. that you mentioned. Though you mentioned the Iger, yeah, just the fantastic movie that was made about that, the Iger oh, sanction yes. release would, yeah, I know, I know, well renowned, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, put it on, I mean, I'm sure it is on everyone's bucket list anyway. I think anyone who's ever been to Europe usually includes Switzerland in their itinerary, but if you haven't done so already, well, you certainly should. And as I said, train travel is wonderful, it goes like clockwork, and there's just a, a lovely way if you're a person that's not confident in driving or you know, but they're a lovely tourist. Well, you just don't want to, you know, you might no, think, well, look, no. I drive around at home, I just sit on the train and let everything just happen around me. I mean, that's a fantastic and, idea. And there's lots of lovely little packages you can buy for each city, so it includes like your accommodation, your breakfast, a couple of nice little introductory sightseeing tours if you want to do that so it can be organized for you to have some little pre-packaged etc in each spot which is a good thing to do especially these days as we're all finding out that the earlier you book obviously the better at the moment um, everyone's you know either suffering from not everything quite being open yet or if it is just about all around the world seems to have a lack of staff so I don't know where they've all gone they're all gone into hiding all the staff <laughs> we used to have I don't know but anyway they're on, holidays. They're, on hol- <laughs> They're all on holidays. They're all on holidays. Switzerland. <laughs> They're all in Switzerland. Oh, well. All right. In a moment or so, we'll be heading to the north of France. But uh, Sally, news out today, an update on those who were, were have got Japan in their sights. Some yeah. good, good news. At last, Mark, yes, for people who wanted to travel independently or not be you know locked into a, a fully organised itinerary. So that's wonderful news. At long last, they've come on board. And from the 11th of October, hopefully, uh, all restrictions of that kind will be lifted and you'll be able to resume individual travel within Japan. So that is fantastic and it'll be so good for their economy anyway to have tourism back. Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, their Prime Minister, uh, speaking in America today, yeah, visa-free and individual travel. So you'll be able to do your own thing yeah. uh, from the 11th of Which next is month. great. They've got such a good rail system. It's a fantastic country to, to be an independent traveller because their rail system is so excellent. So, <laughs> We're talking yeah. about a lot of places that are on time today, Sally. That's yeah, pretty know. good. Yeah. All right, off to, let's get back into Europe and yes, the north are. of France. The north of France, which I did some of a few years back now, and it was it was really lovely. I guess we all seem to know about Paris and the surrounds of Paris and then down south, you know, once you go to Provence and the Côte d'Azur and it's sort of all those areas. But the northern France, of course, has got so much history because of the battlefields, because of Normandy invasion, etc. And, you know, we did one of those tours and we've also done the Somme and it, 
it's it's humbling, it, it's harrowing, and you just can't even imagine what it must have been like. But it's also beautiful, and there's also beautiful things to do, as well as learning about the history of what's happened within northern France. You've got, of course, close to Paris, you've got the wonderful Claude Monet's gardens at Givigny, which are just, I mean, his paintings are delightful. But when you're there and you see it and you think, my God, he, it's just mm. what he's painted. It's its just stunning. Um, and you've got Mont Saint-Michel. Well, I mean, Mont Saint-Michel, that is just the most amazing structure there on the west coast, uh, not far from Normandy, really. And once you go to Mont Saint-Michel, that, that castle that's just sitting on a a rock that's now joined by a causeway to the mainland. So um, that that's wonderful as well. And we stayed in Amboise, and Amboise is in the Loire Valley, and, of course, the Loire Valley has just so many chateaus. It's just you can't do them all. It's amazing. It's just chateau, 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 chateau. Just pick one or two and be done with you, it, you've eh? You've got to pick, pick the best. But Amboise was where... Um, which is the former residence there, the, the Clos Luce, Luce rather, of Leonardo da Vinci. So oh, I was just, I didn't realise that that's where he ended up his life, in, but it was at the invitation mm. of one of the King Louis at the time, and that's where he spent his last years. And so you're going through seeing all this magnificent work he did, including like the Last Supper and the paintings, but also how advanced he was, you know, in engineering. Like he was an amazing man. You know, you, there's this drawing and model of, of an aircraft, um, which looks like an aircraft, almost like a helicopter. And he says, one day this bird will fly. I thought, mm. saying, I wish I could tell him. They're <laughs> everywhere and they are flying. Like he, he was such an innovator and well ahead of his time. So that's a really wonderful village to visit if you're in the Loire Valley area. Um, and, of course, as I said, to the north, I can't express enough how much you would get out of doing any of those, those battlefields. The other place we stayed at was Saint-Malo, which is lovely, and they're famous for these huge, big, Oysters, if you're an oyster fan, which are not just, really, not you know, I knew you wouldn't be, but I am. But, uh, but that whole Normandy region is just en fleur, which you've got this one of these biggest um, tapestries that you can see that's ever been woven, which is just fantastic. And all these towns are just so historic, beautiful buildings, and you're doing some of that Atlantic coast as well, so which a lot of people don't think to do when they go to mm. France. And of course, you can if you're there at the right time. They have some whopping big surfs there as well. And part of the surfing season, as you know, when they do the World Surf so what We're seeing a lot of places today and a lot of things sort of annexed on that you don't necessarily think of those regions of the world for. Yes. You know, which is kind of cool. It is cool. The funny thing was, if I can just digress for a moment, we jumped on this tour to do the, the Normandy battlefields and... I was sitting in the back. It was just a small group. We just booked, like, it was, I think, four or five Americans and us. And then he, the guy said, I've just got to stop at the railway station and pick up two other people. And there were two Australians. And he sat down and, well, I knew as soon as he spoke, you mm. know, he had the um, the shorts and the thongs and the T-shirt on. And we started chatting and his wife was sitting in the front next to the driver and she must have seen my face in the rear vision mirror. And she said, I know you, you're Sally Lucas, aren't you? <laughs> and I've gone, yep, hang on. She said, oh, we're from Adamstown. <laughs> You've got and, on the other side of the world to see somebody down the street. And they only booked it that day. They'd just done wow. a cycling tour of the Loire Valley. For, oh, I've got a spare day. We'll do this tour of Normandy mm. on our same little minibus. And she said, and our children played tennis together when they were young, and they did. <laughs> There you and go. these four Americans in the back, their mouths dropped to their chest and they couldn't believe it, that here we were. And she lived in Adamstown, I lived in Hamilton, only a suburb apart. Our kids played tennis together when they were young and we end up on the same tour. 
Yeah, a couple of k's down the road. Hey, amazing stuff. I mean, that happened, that happened. You hear so many stories like that, Sally, with travel. Yeah, yeah. You go around the world to see somebody uh, that you know is not too far away or has the same experience as you do. And when we're talking battlefields, don't forget if you're wanting to do it, it would be wonderful to do a celebration around Anzac Day, of course, with the Somme and going to you know. Um, to do one of the ceremonies there, the Australian War Memorial, which is there, which is absolutely, at Villa Bretonneur, which is absolutely magnificent. So that's something, if you're interested in that war history, it would be wonderful to include if you're over there at that time of year. All right, a few more options there. We'll, we'll come back and wrap things up with uh, Talking Travel and the hot deal, Sally. Literally, literal flames coming off those items over yep, there. absolutely. Very hot today. Right, Sally, what have you got for us? Okay, like most of these today are fly cruise packages, but they're such good value that I couldn't help but include them today. So we've got the wonderful European splendour in the midnight sun, and now everyone wants to do that. I mean, that's just, I think, on just about everybody's bucket list. Now, this is from under $6,000 for 27 nights, including your airfares from Australia with Singapore Airlines. That is pretty good value mm. for money. So you fly into Barcelona or Barcelona, you get a private transfer to a four-star hotel for three nights, then a private transfer to board a Holland America vessel, the new Stuttendam, and you do a 22-night cruise from Barcelona to Rotterdam. But that is including some beautiful ports along the way. Um, you know, and once you're up into the Arctic Circle, you're doing Norway, you're cruising up all those wonderful fjords, the North Cape, you get as far as there. But on the way up, once you leave Barcelona, you're going to Cartagena in Spain, Gibraltar, Lisbon, you're going into France to Brest, Le Havre, uh, then you're going into Amsterdam, Stavanger in Norway, Flam, you're going up the Songefjord, Alsund, Trondheim, um, the Granger Fjord, which is just the one of the most, I've done that, the most spectacular fjord you can ever go up, Hammerfest, Honigsvag, cruising the North Cape, as I mentioned, and then cruising again back down the other parts of Norway, back to Bergen and back to Amsterdam at the end for a couple of nights before you fly home. Yeah. That is wonderful value for money. Uh, why not? We're still in Europe, right? So. We're still in Europe. There's uh, This is Greece, Turkey. Oh, that's May next year, by the way, but all these deals finish at the end of October. Okay. That one's for May next year. Um, this one is also for May, towards the end of May. It's Greece, Turkey and Croatia. Again, it's another combination that appeals to people that want to do that. The sunnier part, if you like, of the world with all that lovely coastline you get around uh, Greece, Turkey and Croatia. Again, it's with Return Air with Qatar Airways and you're getting a few nights in Athens, sightseeing tours, etc. A seven-night cruise on Celebrity Infinity from Athens to Venice. And then another seven-night cruise around Turkey and Croatia. And that's only from under $6,500 for 17 nights. So there's a lot of these fly cruise packages around at the moment. There's another one doing the fjords, Iceland and Iberia, which is your Spanish peninsula, um, Italy, Croatia, Montenegro, Norway, Iceland and all around Scotland. So there's a combination. All of these are very, very well priced, but they all finish at the end of October, just to let you know. Closer to home, there's quite a good one here on the Coral Princess that's cruising you from Fremantle to Darwin along the Kimberley Coast with Port Court. Port Calls, should I say, in Geraldton, Broome and Koori Bay. You're getting all your accommodation and meals on board, of course, entertainment. Yeah. Darwin, you've got five nights in the Doubletree Hilton, including breakfast. You do a har uh, Darwin Harbour Sunset Dinner Cruise, full day Litchfield National Park, and then get the GAN on the way back to Adelaide as well. A bit of everything. That. And getting on the GAN these days is a nightmare. It books out so far ahead. So obviously these people have put this package together and blocked so a lot of people have been trying to get on the GAN and can't. So anyone out there, this could suit you because it's already included as part of your package. 
Hey, it's a kind of a little sampler, isn't it, that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. And, and talking Japan, there is a... Um, one, a nice little 12-day itinerary that's just come out, which is using rail, as we were discuss- discussing earlier, Mark. Um, so you're getting um, premium accommodation for 11 nights, you're getting 11 breakfasts, four dinners, travel extensively by bullet train throughout um, Japan, visiting all the most wonderful places as well. So that's something you might like to consider. And there's a New Zealand one that's doing a heap of rail, which is quite spectacular, some of the rail journeys in New Zealand, a combination, of course, of some um, coastal as well as rail and cruising the Milford Sound. Edinburgh, the Highlands, and all around the islands of Scotland, there is another one. Grand Alpine, we were talking today, of course, about doing... Um, Traces in Switzerland, so St. Moritz and all those sort of wonderful areas, a Trans-American one, which is 17 days, and an Arctic Circle Express, which is going by rail and coach all the way through that area of the Arctic as well. So there's some wonderful itineraries out there in the moment incorporating rail. Look, Sally, so much to see and do. We've been a bit all over the place today. We have. We have. So, uh, mate, as always, thank you so much for your time. We'll let you go and start building next Friday's program, all right? Already? Okay, I'll try. (laughs) All right, that's uh, Talking Travel with Sally Lucas back next Friday after 1 o'clock at 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.